It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or of course you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. The Big Sky Conference basketball conversation, we are actually going to have one of these days to finish up where are they now. Uh, it's a good one. We have all sorts of thoughts about the different identities of the teams across the Big Sky Women's League and how that's impacted sort of the, the widespread level of success. More than half the teams in the league have gone to the NCAA tournament in Big Sky Women's Basketball. So we're going to get to it someday. Our guests have just been so informative and, and full of so many stories, so we just haven't got there. If you missed anything in uh, the first hour of Nuanas Now here uh, on ESPN Radio, check it out on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is probably presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, where they're all grizz all the time, and the MSU Bookstore. Visit msubookstore.org next time you're in the market for some blue and gold. Appreciate Chris Redpath for coming in for our Where Are They Now series, and appreciate Jenny Kavnar, the play-by-play voice of the Colorado Rockies and former play-by-play for Big Sky Conference Women's Hoops, uh, for joining us uh, this week. Our senior spotlight rolls on. School is actually fast approaching, so we only have probably two weeks left of these senior spotlights because uh, in the next couple weeks, all of these uh, now graduated seniors are almost certainly going to be freshmen at their respective colleges. But we're happy now to be joined by one of Missoula's best track and field athletes in studio with us. It's Alex Shields of Missoula Hellgate. Alex, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Uh, very good. Thanks for coming down. Uh, first of all, How's the summer been going? It's uh, it's always crazy when you graduate and then you get this like one summer in between high school and college. How's it been going? What have you been up to? Well, uh, most have been recovering from an injury. Oh, bummer. Uh, yeah. Did you get hurt during track? Yeah, it was actually the week right before state. I was uh, throwing shot put in my backyard and, and uh, uh, strained my abdomen pretty bad. Some internal bleeding there. Oh, geez. Yeah. But it, it, it didn't deter you at all. I had no idea because and you wouldn't know by your performance. You still went out and won the state championship in the shot put. So, I mean, how'd you fight through it? Was that tough? Oh, yeah. It was uh, really, really painful. But, uh, yeah, it was kind of the last shot and figured might as well just put it out there. Yeah, might as well put it out there for sure. Uh, you had a great meet at the state meet. But just take us through it. I mean, it's so much pressure. I don't, I don't know if people realize this. When it comes to the throws... You only get six shots at it uh, to try to move on, and then uh, you know another to try to do it in the finals. So, uh, how'd you prepare yourself for it, and, and what'd you think? I mean, you had a couple of your best throws of the year. Oh yeah. Um, well, I wasn't really prepared for it all. I was actually super nervous about it. I hadn't been able to practice all week, and uh, yeah, we just kind of went in and uh, really, really, uh, man, uh, just kind of went for it. Um, yeah. Th- First couple throws were really, really bad. I was really worried about not making finals. Um, I don't think there was one over 50 till the last two, maybe. But, uh, yeah, it was a lot going on in the head, and uh, the abdomen definitely didn't help. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. But how'd, how'd you get it right then? I mean, how'd you go and then pop those couple big ones to get in the finals? 
Well, there are a couple of really big things I was thinking about. Um, one was like not pulling my head yeah. a whole lot, uh, keeping an eye on the shot and uh, not really trying to throw it as hard as I could, but putting some power behind it. Sometimes the competition around you spurs you on too. I mean, were you feeding off of that? Because I mean, every guy there there is jockeying, and it, it is a big stage. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. There was a, I think there was a the boy from Capital Barrett Hageman. Yep. Uh, yeah, he. I couldn't let him win that. That was, that was a uh, that was one of the big things. And then my buddy Ben, um, he also really pushed me there. It was it was a lot of fun. Alex Shields at an SN studio. He's a Missoula Hellgate graduate and uh, sticking around town to throw at the uh, University of Montana. So um, w- when you did get it, though, you, you hit almost 54 feet. It was close, pretty close to your, your personal record, and you get the gold medal. What that mean to you? Oh, it meant a lot. I was, uh, I've been looking forward to that since the end of track season in junior year. I've been preparing for that uh, for about, well, yeah, a year, year or so, and Really felt good to go and get it, for sure. Well, I know you guys have a, a little tradition going on. Krista Redpath was just telling us about this, because her uh, older son, Evan, uh, he is uh, an up-and-coming thrower and just an up-and-coming athlete in general there at Missoula Hellgate. Uh, but Tommy Nielsen was on the show last year, and he's now playing football there at Montana State. You guys passed down the shoes? Do I have this right? Yeah, yeah. It was a, it's a really cool thing that we just that Tommy started, actually, uh, we have these uh, red shoes that uh, were donated to us, and uh, at the end of each track season, Tommy uh, would put up, put his PR, and then he would sign it um, on the shoe. And so I I decided to do that this year and pass them on down to Evan. Did, did you get them? Did did you did you surpass his PR? I did. Yes. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So is that a school record then too? Uh, it's not. I made the top ten list though. Very cool. Well, a, a top ten is always good. Uh, Tell us just about Missoula Hellgate track in general. I mean, what was your experience like? How did you like it? I mean, you guys have had a lot of success. Great distance programs there at Hellgate for sure, but uh, the throws have been coming the last couple of years as well. So, I mean, how did you just sum it up? What did you think? Uh, yeah, it was really a great uh, great experience. I was really kind of bummed to miss out freshman year because uh, of COVID. Right. But, um, yeah, I got into it. Uh, I really got into it junior year, but uh, my buddy Ben um, got me into it sophomore year. And, uh, yeah, it's been a really great experience, great coaching, great atmosphere, and it was a lot of fun. At what point did you realize, oh, wow, I might be able to do this and, and keep doing it? Um, I think it was about midway through junior year or junior, junior, junior summer going on this senior year. Um, I uh, had just finished up this Ironwood Throws camp, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, I decided to really start working at it and uh, really focus on that because I'm, I'm not too great at football. But, sure. Um, yeah, it was a, it's a really fun sport, and I love throwing the shot put. What, what got you? I mean, what, what attracted you to it? Um, well, what really got me into it uh, was uh, seeing just these big dudes just go out and just launch it. It's, yeah. Really, really cool to see, and really cool to, really cool to watch. But um, yeah, that was for sure. Watching YouTube videos and all that fun stuff. I mean, some of the the top guys in the world are just—they're absurd to watch. I mean, yeah, you got guys massive. throwing the shots 75, 77 feet. If you haven't watched this, you should. You should go on YouTube, just Google shot put world records, and just watch these guys yeah. compete. I, 
it's it's crazy because uh, I always think, man, like some of the top guys in the world, they could they could play any sport. I mean, they're so big, strong, and athletic. Oh yeah, no, yeah, it's uh, they're they're individuals for sure. <laughs> Alex Shields joining us in studio. It's our senior spotlight. It's presented in part by Blaine McElmurray and McElmurray Homes. McElmurray Homes, the best custom home builder. Uh, in the city of Missoula and the state of Montana. You want the job done right, give Blaine and his team a call. They are also fierce supporters of high school athletics uh, across the state of Montana. Uh, how about just this chance to, uh, to keep on going? What do you think of just sticking around and then uh, throw for the Grizz? Well, I was uh, I was really, really excited when I uh, got the email from the coach. Um, I've always been, I've always really wanted to be a Grizz. Um, my, my big thing was music, but then... Uh, Towards the end of high school, I kind of got into athletics a little bit, started lifting more, and then I decided that I actually really wanted to go to the Grizz. And, uh, yeah, it was really uh, – it's a really great feeling, really. Do you still do music? I do. Yeah. Are, are you in the band? I'm not in the band. No, what, I won't be. What, what kind of music are you into? Uh, I'm going to have to go with, like, heavy, yeah. heavy stuff. So are you playing guitar? What are you playing when you're I'm doing a, the music? I'm the drummer. Nice. Yeah. Sweet. So do you, do you guys have, like, a band? Oh, no. no. Uh, you're, just, you're just playing along and stuff? Yeah. So if you're going to, if you're gonna like, put on a track and, and drum something, what are you going to do? What, what's your favorite go-to? I have to say probably Avenged Sevenfold. Nice. Yeah. Super cool. We play a lot of hard rock and heavy metal around here for sure. Uh, Alex Shields in studio with us, a Missoula Hellgate uh, graduate. Uh, what do you think just about the, the Grizz Track program? It's an interesting time right now. Uh, relatively new head coach, Doug Fraley, going into year two. Uh, it seems like they've made some progress. They were certainly a lot better this year than they were the year before. So uh, what do you think of just sort of joining this sort of rebuilding program? Uh, I think it's going to be uh, really cool. Um, yeah, I'm ex- I really like the way that they uh, throws coach coaches. And... Uh, yeah, I don't really know too much about it, but um, it looks like it's going to be a really fun four years. And uh, Ryan Weidman, again, the uh, new head coach, or the excuse me, the new throws coach there uh, at the University of Montana. Uh, what do you think just about sticking around Missoula? What, what do you like about just University of Montana in general, like the school and, and just uh, campus and all that sort of stuff? Well, um, I've, I've lived in Missoula my entire life, and I really enjoyed going to the Grizzly football games, and I... Uh, Really enjoyed watching all of those, so that was that was one of the big things for me. Um, yeah. Did you do what you want to study? What you want to go to school for? I think I'm going to school for integrative physiology. Wow. At the moment. Wow. So what is that? I don't even know what that is. What's integrative physiology? It's just how the body works. Oh, cool. Yeah. There's some crossover there with track and field, then, right? For sure. So you yeah. probably study your own self, your own body <laughs> movements and stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's what I love about uh, the throws as well is, you know, it's not just about being big and strong. It's about having balance, footwork. you got to be graceful. So there, there is a lot of sort of kinesiology involved in it, right? Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. If you don't have the technique, it's that, that ball will uh, definitely take its toll with you. For sure. Uh, when do you start? School starts, what, a couple weeks from now? Yeah, I think August 29th, I want to say. So just a couple more. Do you have any uh, big plans for the rest of your summer? Nothing, nothing really, no. Just keep on getting healed up. Yep, late days. That's good. That's Hey, that's a, a, as it should be. Alex Shields in studio with us, a state champion in the shot put uh, this last year at uh, Missoula Hellgate and headed to the Grizz to, to throw the shot as well. It's our senior spotlight. It's presented by Dazzler's Car Wash of Missoula. Dazzler's right next door to us uh, here on Radio Way. They have unlimited car wash packages, which is definitely the best deal you're going to find anywhere. 
So go get signed up for one of those. And if you want a $50 gift card to Dazzlers right now, call us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call right now, call number three. We got 50 bucks for you to Dazzlers Car Wash right next door to us here uh, on Radio Way. Uh, last thing for you then, uh, how would you just sum up your, your high school career and how do you think it prepared you for this next chance uh, here with the Grizz? Uh, well, um, started off kind of slow. Uh, definitely was uh, not an athletic kid, but uh, yeah, um, got into lifting and uh, everything kind of just fell into place. Um, yeah, I'm uh, mainly just lifting now and training with the shot, 16-pounder. Nice. Yeah. Well, sweet, man. Well, we appreciate you coming in, and uh, congratulations on all your success, and uh, we wish you the best of luck. We'll certainly be following along, but thanks for coming down today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Alex Shields, our most recent senior spotlight. We'll have a couple more for you over the next couple weeks, and then we'll put a bow on it. But we've had, so far, all the Gatorade athletes of the year, many of the best of the best from around Missoula, because it's always fun for the kids to just be able to come here in studio. And we got a couple more on the list to check off. So we will uh, get to those here in the next couple weeks. We appreciate Dazzler's Car Wash and McElmurray Homes for their proud presentation of our Senior Spotlight all summer long here on Nuanas Now. Where are some of the best of the best futures bets? Plus, what's going on in Major League Baseball? We'll do both next. Keep it right here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Jewelry Design Center is not your average jewelry store. The friendly, welcoming staff is so excited to be in Montana, and the craftsmanship, unique creativity, care, and artisanship you'll receive at the Jewelry Design Center is second to none. Is there anything you guys can't do? We don't cut diamonds, <laughs> okay, yeah. but we can facilitate that. <laughs> right. It's unique that we cast our own metal, we grow our own models, we hand carve, as well as use computer-aided technology to design. We're pushing the limits of what we had previously thought was impossible. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. One, two, three. One is now on ESPN Radio. Baseball tonight and all week, including on Sunday. You want some tickets to the Missoula Paddleheads on Sunday? Call us right now, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. First couple callers, we got a couple pairs for you. Call right now, 406-888-1029. Missoula Paddleheads Baseball all summer long here on ESPN Radio. We'll have tickets for you as often uh, as we can. It's Nuanas Now. ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. The NFL right around the corner. So let's talk about some of my top futures bets. The futures bets are available on Sportsbet Montana right now. So these are just sort of projecting who you uh, think is going to win what. I I do think that early on in the season when you're betting in early August, picking three, four, five, six teams to win the Super Bowl based on what the odds are, I think that's a good bet all the way across the board because, sure, you're going to get five out of six wrong, but if you just put a couple bucks on each, the odds are so huge that you're going to make back whatever you lose on the other ones. So, like, for example, I put five bucks each on the 49ers, the Eagles, the Jaguars, and the Chargers to win the Super Bowl. Now, do I really think the Jaguars or the Chargers are going to win the Super Bowl? I No, I don't. But at, you know, plus 3,500, it's not a terrible bet because the, the return is going to be over $135, you know. So... 
And then, do, you know, do I think the 49ers and the Eagles have a chance? I absolutely do. And uh, so even just the, you know, five bucks there, you're, you're going to make all your money back if you get these bets in early while the odds are right. The funniest part is I don't actually think that any of those teams are the favorites to win the Super Bowl. I think that the Kansas City Chiefs are the favorite to win the Super Bowl. I know, how unoriginal of me. But last year I talked all about how I thought this was the year that the Chiefs were going to fall off. And last year, guess what? They won it all. Other bets, though, that I, that I like, I like some of these uh, bets where you, you pick exactly where a team is going to finish in a respective division. And I particularly like picking a team that's not favored to win the division that you think might uh, to win it. So, for example, uh, the the betting favorite in the uh, NFC North this year is the Minnesota Vikings. I'm a little tepid on that. I, I think it's a three-team race. I think it's not the Bears, but I do think that the Lions are going to be right there. I think the Vikings and the Lions don't have that much difference in them, and I also think that you know the the Packers are the are the betting favorite to finish last in the NFC North. That's actually one of my favorite bets on the entire board. I don't know if Green Bay is going to be even close to a conference or Super Bowl contender, but I do think that they're not going to finish last because I just think they're going to be certainly better than the Bears, and I think they could also be better than. Um, I mean. It wouldn't really surprise me, actually, if the Packers were better than it. I just don't think it's that good of a division is the thing, right? I think the NFC North is just not that good. If the Packers won the division, it wouldn't really surprise me. I don't think anybody from the NFC North is going to make that much noise in the playoffs. But I also just don't think that the Packers are going to finish last uh, in the uh, the NFC North. The other one I really like in the NFC is Seattle. Not to do anything besides just hit their over. Their over-under win total is 7.5. Well, guess what? Pete Carroll's won at least nine games all 12 seasons as the head coach uh, of the uh, Seattle Seahawks. And uh, the Seahawks have made the playoffs, I think, nine or maybe even ten times in the uh, the in Pete Carroll's 12-year tenure there in Seattle. So the two bets I like regarding the um, the Seahawks are the over when it comes to their win total and just straight up the Seahawks to make the playoffs. Because guess what? They pretty much always just make the playoffs. And I know it's, there's some people think that there's not that much carryover when it comes to streaks like that. But, but Pete Carroll, his teams are always just going to play the style that you need to, to win more often than not. I also think that the Rams are in a huge transition right now. And I also think that the Cardinals are just going to be flat bad, especially with Kyler Murray uh, coming back from uh, the knee injury that cost him part of last year and is going to cost him most, if not all of this year as well. So I don't know. I, I think people are a little bit low on the Seahawks. I think they're a little bit low on the Packers. I think that they're a little bit high on the Jets. I do think the Jets are going to be pretty good, but I, I think that the Jets as you know, the fifth or sixth betting favorite in the AFC is a little bit bold. I also was really high on the Bills the last two years from a betting perspective, and I'm a little bit tepid on the Bills as well. I do think the Bills are going to be good, but I think they got to figure out, in terms of like actually making a run, at a conference championship or a Super Bowl championship. You just got to be able to run the ball more consistently, and you can't be so sporadic. I mean, Patrick Mahomes gets a lot away with a lot of wheeling and dealing because he's just so 
good in the pocket, outside the pocket, improvisationally. He runs well. Josh Allen is, is sort of cut from the same cloth, even though, you know, Allen is great. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's not He's not Patrick Mahomes. No one is. But I do think that Allen, his greatest strength is his improvisational ability and his ability to move the pocket. That also can sometimes be his greatest weakness. Like, they really struggled in a couple big-time games last year. And part of it was just because of the sporadic nature of the way that uh, that Josh Allen operates. So... I do think that the, the the Bills are nasty, nasty on defense. They're one of the best defensive units in the in the in the NFL. They have one of the best quarterbacks, playmakers of the NFL. They have one of the best skill guys in the NFL, and Stephon Diggs. But they're only okay on the offensive front, and their uh, their inability to run the ball, especially down the stretch these last couple of years, is uh, has hurt them for sure. I think that's the the missing ingredient for Buffalo. 19th annual SponCon is coming up in in uh, September. That's Saturday, September 16th. Team registration happening now at homeresource.com. Or excuse me, homeresource.org. Uh, SponCon, spontaneous construction, designed to inspire a culture of reuse with free, engaging community activity. It's become an annual Missoula tradition. Teams have seven hours to build the most masterful, functional, creative piece they can dream of using only materials found at the Home Resource Reuse Store. Teams can be made up of one to five folks, and those folks are provided space to build, access to power, and use of the welding and cutting stations. The contest draws teams of artists, DIYers, and builders to create works of art and utility. After the judges announce winners, pieces are publicly displayed at the Missoula Public Library and featured in the October First Friday Art Walk and top judge creations are auctioned off at Home Resources' annual benefit auction uh, on October 13th. To find out more or to register a team, homeresource.org backslash SponCon, or you can visit the Home Resource Reuse Store located at 1515 Wyoming Street in Missoula. What else do I like in terms of preseason favorites in the NFL? Well, I think the AFC North... It's always, uh, you know, they call it the black and blue division for a reason. It's always a, a really rough and tumble uh, affair there in the AFC North. But I do think that the sort of the lingering uncertainty around the Bengals, I know that the Bengals are saying that Joe Burrow's injury is a calf injury and that he's going to be back. I'm sort of skeptical. Part of that's just because of the way that I am. But also, I don't know. I, I think that the NBA is a lot more loose when it comes to their injury report stuff than the uh NFL is. I don't think in the NFL you can fudge stuff nearly as much as the NBA. Like, for example, when Paul George hurt himself right before the playoffs, the Los Angeles Clippers said that George was was day-to-day or maybe week-to-week with the knee injury. That's because the Clippers were into the playoffs and they wanted their opponent in the playoffs to game plan for Paul George. Well, then, of course, when the playoffs is over... Paul George then has knee surgery. So I do think there's a little bit more vagueness when it comes to the NBA uh, injury reports. But I do think that the uh, the NFL, they're pretty strict about it. So when the Bengals say Joe Burrow will be back, I, I tend to sort of believe them only because you can't really lie about that kind of stuff in the NFL. That said, if there was a player that you'd try to protect and try to, uh, you know, be vague about his diagnosis until you really knew, what I saw in the video, and I'm not a doctor, and I also didn't stay at a Holiday Inn last night, but I, what I saw in the video of Joe Burrow's non-contact injury was a torn Achilles. Now, 
Maybe it was just a calf strain. Maybe he is okay. And uh, if that's the case, the Bengals are certainly one of the favorites to win the AFC North. But I do think that the Ravens, now that they have the Lamar Jackson drama in the rear view, uh, their franchise quarterback has a, a new contract. They have multiple skill guys around him, including Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, and Tay Flowers, the kid out of Boston College who they drafted in the first round. The Ravens have invested in their guy under center, and they've also re- invested in guys around him. And they're just perennially one of the most solid teams in the league. So if the the removal of the drama, the removal of the distraction helps them even just a little bit, that could have put them over the top. Even if Joe Burrow is healthy, uh, I do think that they are each worth consideration as front runners in that division, both the Bengals and the Ravens. But if Joe Burrow is out, even even just for a, a limited amount of time, I still think that's a huge advantage for the Ravens. So I do think that the Ravens to, to win the AFC North is a, is a nice, tasty little bet. I'm also drinking the Kool-Aid. We, we talk about the Jaguars an inordinate amount around here because Andrew Houghton, our producer, he covered Trevor Lawrence during Trevor Lawrence's high school career in Cartersville, Georgia. It's also not that obscene to... to talk all the time about a guy that was, you know, the number one overall pick in the NFL draft and and a guy that was spun as a generational quarterback prospect in Trevor Lawrence. And I also think the Jaguars, uh, they were pretty good at the Jack Del Rio's last year in Jacksonville. And they were good on defense. And uh, then last year they were pretty good as well. And Lawrence has, has continued to get better. If he takes another step and becomes truly one of those top six, seven, eight guys in the uh, in the NFL, look out. I think the Jags are a, a, a sneaky team. I'm going to sprinkle a little bit on the Jags to win the AFC South, partly because I think the Jags are pretty good. I also think that the AFC South's not very good. The Colts have been so disappointing the last couple years. The Titans are, are good. But uh, when does the transition come? Are they going to move on uh, from Ryan Tannehill to Will Levis? Are they going to give the the kid from last year, the Liberty kid, Malik Willis, are they going to give him a shot anytime? I don't know. And and if and when they they try to make that bridge to the quarterback of the present, to the quarterback of the future, how does that impact their identity as a team? That said, Mike Rabel's pretty darn good, and and the Titans have figured out a a variety of different ways to win in recent years. But still, I think that the Jags may be a little bit uh, as an underdog in the uh, AFC South. But more importantly, I just like the the over for the Jags' win total. I think the Jags will be – I think we'll have a winning record this year. I think they have nine, maybe ten wins. Um, Maybe even 11 wins if Trevor Lawrence really uh, pushes it over the top. So we'll see. I don't know. Andrew, you were last year, you were you were uh, high on the Jags coming into the year. I think you might even bet them to win the South, or at least you, you were lamenting the fact that you didn't. And then uh, they sort of struggled early, and then they came on late. So, uh, I mean, am I am I silly for thinking this, or what do you think? No, I don't think so. I, think, I just think, like, it feels like this now is a year too late on really being on top of the Jaguars. I think they're, they've got to be the favorite to win that division this year. I just think last year... You could have gotten really good odds on what was an up-and-coming team. Uh, that's why I was so in on them last year, because I thought last year was going to be really when they took the step up, and you would have some value in that bet. This year, you're betting them because, you know, I think there are more steps up for that team and for Trevor Lawrence to take. This year, it really feels like you're kind of betting them just because the rest of the division is so crappy, and maybe there's not quite the the value in that bet that there was last year. But I like it. I also think that... At some point, you just got to believe what you believe. I think that the Seahawks and the Titans are in the exact same dynamic 
where they're not going to be that pretty all the time. That's often the case when you have defensive head coaches that just dig their heels in on the style that they want to play. But then also it's kind of undeniable. I mean, Pete Carroll just makes the playoffs. That's what Pete Carroll does. He just makes the playoffs. Mike Vrabel's been darn good. Last year was a low watermark for the, the Titans. They were 7-10, and 10, but they were still second in that division. But before that, they won 9, 9, 11, and 12 games. Vrabel has a win percentage of almost 60%, which is really, really good when it comes to the NFL. And, uh, I mean, they went to the, the, the AFC Championship game in 2019. Uh, they were really close. I mean, they were the number one seed in the AFC two years ago. I get why it's easy to sort of be tepid about the the Titans because Derrick Henry's a one man show in the backfield, and he is a he's a he's a freak man. He's a beast, but he's not an immortal. He's just a man, <laughs> and so it's only a matter of time before the tread on the tires starts to show, even just a little bit, if not a lot. I also understand that Tannehill's just sort of middle of the road. He's tough. And he can move around a little bit, and he kind of fits the identity of their team. But he's not going to actually w- win you anything all by himself. They also uh, unloaded one of the best skill players in the NFL and A.J. Brown, and the Eagles were the, the beneficiaries of that last year. They've had a, a bunch of injuries on their offensive line that have caused them to move on from guys. I mean, Jack Conklin's playing for the Browns now. Uh, Taylor Luan has struggled with injuries in recent years as well. All that said, it doesn't matter because the, the Titans have one of the most defined identities in the NFL. They play this attitude-style defense where it's all just about bringing it, and that's a direct reflection of their head coach. And they get gassed from time to time because they're a big play defense. They're trying to take the ball away from you. They're trying to hit you and force a fumble or pick it off. And that sometimes then that combined with a sort of one-dimensional offense with not a lot of dynamic playmaking, it makes the games ugly. Tennessee has a good defense, Sometimes, though, they get into crazy shootouts because of the way that the, the flow of the game goes and the chances that they take. Other times, they get into these knockdown dragouts that are just really, really ugly. All I'm getting at, though, is that Mike Vrabel knows how to win. So sometimes, maybe you got to ignore that they don't look that great. It's the same thing with the Seahawks. Having lived in and around the, the Seattle media market, there were several years where the Seahawks were maddening. They were so frustrating, particularly because of the conservative nature of their play calling. And it's the old Pete Carroll tenet. You don't win the game in the first quarter. You don't win the game in the second quarter. You don't win the game in the third quarter. You win the game in the fourth quarter. That's how Pete Carroll wants to play football. So uh, I think from a, a, a fan perspective, sometimes that can become maddening. Why are we using this massive committee of running backs and just running our heads into a brick wall by just averaging 2.7 yards per carry? Well, it's because Pete Carroll trusts his defense to get a takeaway at some point, and he trusts the offense to finish games. And you know, even when the Seahawks are winning, losing, they're always in close games, and they win more often than not. So I get that sometimes the style can be a little bit uh, unappealing, but um, I do think the Titans and the, the the Seahawks have a little bit of a parallel there. Well, if the Titans can keep games ugly, right, they now have two of the biggest individual game winners in the league, right? Because they added DeAndre Hopkins. That's right. Yep. Uh, I mean, really with the Titans, for me, it comes down to, uh, do you believe that Derrick Henry has another season left? I mean, he's led the league in carries three of the last four years. Yep. At some point, he's going to break down, and then do you believe and, that... And he, and he also had 
multiple huge carry seasons at Alabama and absurd carry numbers during his high school career, yep. too. I know that's not – I mean, that guy is more than a man when he's playing high school football, but still he's got a lot of tread on the tires. Yeah, and then the other question for them is, is does DeAndre Hopkins take Ryan Tannehill up another level, right? I mean, right. even A.J. Brown, he's great. I love the man. They've never had a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, right? That's I right. mean, uh, Aaron Rodgers' favorite play – uh, or sorry, no. In when he was in Houston, right? Favorite play was just to throw it up to DeAndre Hopkins. That's He'll right. go get it. Uh, Deshaun Watson's favorite play for yeah. sure. Um, well, I think that's the thing that that's going to be one of, if not the biggest challenges for the Titans this year is they added DeAndre Hopkins, and if he doesn't take Ryan Tannehill's level up, then do they move on and do they go with one of the young guys? They have two young guys. Most teams in the league don't have two young guys. Them getting Will Levis, though, not as a first-round pick, it's so intriguing because now they can play him and Malik Willis kind of off of each other. And I don't know. I don't know if it'll work or not. We really haven't seen this where there's two up-and-coming guys that were supposed to be highly drafted that weren't that now might unseat a veteran guy. But if that drama begins... How do they handle it? Maybe Will Levis takes over and his money. I mean, he was projected as a top-four pick and fell all the way out of the first round. Maybe he lives up to the, the pre-draft hype. Or maybe Willis is what people thought he was going to be, too. I don't know. But I just I think they got to overcome that if that drama presents itself to them. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Silver Slipper has 55 TVs for you to watch all the sports, whether it's the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, or the NHL. The Slipper will have it on for you. They got drink specials every single day, 20 keto machines, a liquor store, and pizza. There's nowhere else you should be watching your favorite team. At the Slipper, it's all about great food, tasty drinks, and the urge to have a good time. Stop by and see why the Silver Slipper is one of Montana's best-kept secrets. Diamond time with the man, Jeff Safford. What went down on the Major League Baseball trade deadline? An update on division races, an update on some of my futures bets, and other street storylines, plus an update on the Missoula Paddleheads. All of it next. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. And Dwight, your father founded Schulte Law Firm in 1987 and since then has mediated more than 3,000 family law and divorce cases. Why is he so good at that sort of law? Well, he is a smart and patient man. A lot of situations where you find yourself in need of attorney are a high conflict situation. And it's really important. And it's a a tenet of our firm that we work through litigious issues in a collaborative way. It's important at Schulte Law Firm that when we're litigating these very serious issues that impact people's lives, that we do so in a way that provides the best representation and the best result to our clients. And what we have found is that the best way to do that is to litigate these issues effectively while doing so with a high degree of professionalism. We can have these disagreements without making it personal. Visit jshultilaw.com. It's Nuanez Now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. What's up, Montana? Welcome back. ESPN Radio and the ESPN MT app. Coulter Nuanez coming to you from the ESPN MT studio. 
you missed anything in the uh, show today, you can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast. Probably presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, where they're all grizz all the time, and the MSU Bookstore. Visit msubookstore.org. A couple pieces of news out of Media Day yesterday. We talked about sort of the vibe around Montana State and uh, the attitude of the defending Big Sky champs with high expectations coming into this year. But worth mentioning that uh, we've talked about this on the show before. Uh, we reported it here. But uh, Taco Dowler, former Gatorade Player of the Year from the state of Montana, Billings West product, who was an all-conference punt returner as a true freshman last year at MSU, he'll miss the first part of the season. He had a shoulder injury late uh, spring, had surgery in May. It's usually a four- to six-month recovery, so he could be back anytime between probably late September and mid-November. Brett Vegan didn't want to put a timeline on it, but confirmation from Montana State's head coach that Taco Dollar will be out at least early in the season. He also confirmed that Cole Sane had an injury that was sort of lingering from last year that's going to cause him to miss this year. He had season-ending surgery uh, over the summer. So uh, offensive lineman for the Cats who had a lot of experience. He is uh, out for now as well. And then uh, Vegan also confirmed that Kagan Williams, who was a grad transfer from San Diego State last year, he had a neck injury last year, and it ended up being career-ending. So bummer for him. Supposed to be the starter at, at tailback last year at MSU. Never even got to play a snap. So always stinks when guys' careers end like that because of injury. But uh, there's some injury updates for you on the Cats. Time now for Diamond Time, where we take a look around the wide world of baseball. We've been going pretty Pioneer League and Missoula Paddleheads heavy the last couple weeks. So today, I want to talk a little bit about Major League Baseball. The trade deadline was uh, earlier uh, this week. I guess Monday was the trade deadline. And a whole bunch of stuff went down. We're also going to go through uh, where we're at with the standings. How I'm doing on some of my futures bets, I'll give you a hint, not very good. And uh, we'll just keep talking about Major League Baseball in general. Uh, Jeff Safford, the voice of the Missoula Paddleheads and one of our go-to guys when it comes to talking baseball, joins us now here on Diamond Time. Jeff, thanks for joining us, man. How you doing? Good, Coulter. It's a warm day here at the yard, but it's a long stretch here at Legion's Field. Season-long nine-game homestand this weekend and next, so it's been fun. Let's start with the trade deadline. We saw a bunch of big names fly around, uh, including Max Scherzer got traded uh, to the uh, Texas Rangers. He had nine Ks in uh, his Rangers debut today. What did you think of that trade, and and what else struck you about some of the deadline deals? Well, if you're in New York right now, you're probably not too happy with what either team did, the Yankees or the New York Mets. People and for the Yankees probably open to go after someone big. A couple of guys being floated around, nothing big coming to fruition. And for the Mets, looking at 445, 445, 445 million dollars. Can, can't even say the number right. <laughs> Shout out to all these players, and they're walking out the door. And I saw a stat that was really wild that they're actually playing, paying people more to not play for the Mets than 12 other teams' entire bankroll. Oh, my gosh. The entire team. So it's like, whoa. <laughs> like, that just shows how things just went off the rails completely for the Mets. And 
frankly, I kind of saw it coming just because the Mets are going to met. That's just kind of how it works out. And the Rangers wasn't just Scherzer bringing in Chapman, Chris Stratton, Jordan Montgomery. Also, a lot of stuff happening over there in Texas. And what's going on with the defending champs? Justin Verlander's back in town also. So there you go. Interesting battle in the NL West for sure now. The, the Rangers certainly big winners uh, at the trade deadline, and uh, justifiably so. Uh, you were uh, pretty high on the Rangers coming into the year, Jeff, and uh, they've fulfilled that, no doubt about it. They are in first place in the American League West with the uh, with the Astros nipping at their heels for sure. But uh, what have you thought of just the way that the, the Rangers have performed this year? They've been pretty strong. Well, they've really just got a team that's balanced. And a number of the players that they've shelled out a whole bunch of money for have turned out to be good additions. Yes, there have been some injury issues looking at players like Seager, but also seen offense do well, and now they're backing up the pitching staff. Bruce Bochy, their manager, who knows all about October baseball from being a manager with the Giants, knows that he's going to need a strong pitching staff going down the stretch, especially thinking about the Houston Astros. You know how well they can pitch it. Just saw a no-no in their staff this week. So that's going to be a fun battle, and it'll be interesting to see if some of those teams kind of hovering around that 500 mark, whether it be Seattle or Anaheim, can get involved and make a run here in the second half also, or trip up some of those teams at the top. Jeff Stafford joining us here on Diamond Time. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. He's the voice of the Missoula Paddleheads. Paddleheads are back in action tonight. Great Falls Voyagers in town. So head on down to the park if you need something fun to do. And if you can't make it, tune into ESPN Radio. We'll have the call tonight and pretty much every night this summer. Uh, here's a look at what I bet in the uh, the preseason. I bet the Cleveland Guardians to win the American League Central. It doesn't. It's not a bad bet, but the Central has been totally trashed this year. The Twins are winning the division with a, a one game above 500 record. Cleveland's been very disappointing at 53 and 56. Yet they're only two games back. It's sort of wild to look at the American League, Jeff, because the AL East has five teams with winning records. The West has four teams with winning records. And the winning team, the team in first place in the Central, is only one game above 500. Yeah, it's really kind of interesting to look at divisions across the NL and AL because there are specific divisions like what you mentioned, the AL East. And you look at the NL East, it's the same deal. You got the Phillies right in there, one of the top teams in the wild card race. But in first place is the team with the best record in all of baseball, the Atlanta Braves. And Man, if there were a major league ball club that I would want to go pay to see right now, it would be the Braves. Just to me, in terms of just curb appeal, I mean, that team, it pitches the ball extremely well, and they just hit bombs offensively. Seems like every night just seeing a ball going over 450 feet from that Braves offense. If, uh, if my gal's listening, she's loving you right now because she is definitely a big-time Braves fan. And uh, that was one of the future's bets I got right is the uh, the Braves to win. The, I shouldn't say I got it right quite yet, but the Braves are certainly uh, running away with the, with the National League East. They're 11 and a half games up on the Phillies. So I think that one's pretty good. I also bet the New York Yankees to win the AL East. That's not looking so hot. The Yankees are in last place, even though they are four games over 500. But maybe the surprise team in all of baseball, Jeff, is the Baltimore Orioles. They have the best record in the American League. They are winning the toughest division in baseball. 
And uh, Tampa Bay was supposed to be really good this year. The Yankees are supposed to be good. The Blue Jays are supposed to be good. But it's the Orioles that sit atop the American League East. Yeah, and how good can you feel for this franchise? They've been building it up for so many years with all this farm talent. And finally, all these farm guys that they've been adding for seemingly so many years, it's all coming together for them. And I also liked what they did at the trade deadline as well. They didn't go out and make the big splash move, but they didn't need to. They didn't need to go out and give away some of their wanted prospects or other things that they have stashed away. They were able to add to their starting rotation. I like that. Going and getting Flaherty over from the St. Louis Cardinals. Had a good start to the year in his first half dozen starts or so. But you're able to add to the staff, and they didn't try to go after somebody like Justin Verlander, but also give up a whole bunch of other stuff to do so. Jeff Savage, that's voice of the Paddleheads here uh, on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. The other two uh, futures bets I, met, I made were to uh, for Julio Rodriguez and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. to be the uh, the MVPs. Uh, I bet them both because they both had good odds. So they're both kind of in the mix. I don't know if either one of them's a, a favorite, but certainly not out of it either. But let's talk about what's going down in Missoula tonight. The uh, Great Falls Voyagers are in town. Uh, how's it been going so far? I'm actually on my way back from Bozeman last uh, yesterday, so I don't know what happened last night. Where are we at with the paddle? What's been going on? Well, game one was a real competitive ball game. It was a ball game that came down to the last couple of innings. Battleheads scored five runs in the final three to get a win there. But last night kind of flip-flopped, immediately got started offensively in the first inning. Five runs on the board and just ran away with it. 13-4, to final tally. So we'll see what this game three has. Great balls, two games off the pace in the Northern Division the second half. So still plenty to play for. Trailing the Paddleheads, trying to go after that sixth straight half pennant, something that's never been done in the history of the Pioneer League. Coming up, too, for the Paddleheads, uh, I guess hosted by the Paddleheads, they have a Paddleheads baseball game back, or camp, excuse me, Paddleheads baseball camp. Uh, this is for both boys and girls, ages 8 through 13, and uh, it's August 8th and 9th, and then August 15th and 16th. So if you want your kiddos, to get involved in this, just go to GoPaddleheads.com. The, the pop-up will come right right up to you. But anybody that participates, they're going to get T-shirts, lunch each day, two tickets to a Paddleheads game, and they're going to get plenty of great instruction and plenty of fun. So if you need anything for your kids to do, do that. Also, with the Voyagers in town tonight, it's Thirsty Thursday down out there at the park. So if you want to go have some fun, maybe enjoy yourself a brew or two, Go do it. Missoula in uh, town for the next little while coming up. So, uh, And if you can't make it down the park, keep it right here on ESPN Radio. Jeff Safford will be on the call. Safford, good luck tonight, man. Thanks for taking some time, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. But thanks for being here. No problem, Coulter. There you go. Jeff Safford, voice of Missoula Pellets. It's diamond time here on Nuanas Now. We'll be back at tomorrow, our favorite Friday. Rajim Seabrook. We'll see you then. ESPN Radio. Coulter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that yeah. might, it must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home 
and uh, I saw some kids running around with I love shirt it. on, and it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Yeah, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you, but when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now <laughs> for the <laughs> University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that, but um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just want to make sure uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time.